0: You're listening to Nathan Chansky and this is the Passion with Purpose podcast. All right, so if you wanna learn how to stay productive in your photography business day in and day out, how to keep on task even when you don't feel like it, how to set up boundaries and hacks to stay disciplined and just so much more. This is the episode that's going to have you jumping out of your seat with excitement and inspiration by the end of it. On today's episode, I have the amazing honor of talking with Evie McLeod, or Evie Rupp, as some of you may still know her, or even Evelyn Grace. So Evelyn Grace is a serial entrepreneur, business educator, marketing guru, and destination elopement photographer based out of Southern California. She is the founder and CEO of Evie Swim, Evelyn Grace Photos, and co-founder of The Heart University. She also co-hosts The Heart and Hustle podcast, a top-rated business podcast for creative entrepreneurs. Parentheses, it's amazing. Evie's mission behind everything she does is to help empower women to live fully alive in their God-given worth and purpose and change the world around them as they go. When she's not working, Evie's usually surfing, reading, or spending time with her friends and her husband, Landon. So I have so much fun talking with Evie today and I have looked up to her for a while now. Um, she says women that she like inspires Evie, you're also inspiring me too. Okay. And I'm not a girl. So just all the dudes in the room, she's so fire. Um, she has such an amazing story and personality and just like a light about her and, I particularly love when Evie talks about per- productivity. Um, and if you know anything about Evie, I do think that's something that like lights her up and it's so visible and it's just like, I don't know. I just love when people talk about productivity and especially when someone loves it. Like, that's exciting to me. Um, And I remember actually I went to one of their in-person events called the Heart Conference back this past April, which, by the way, was insane. So good. So inspiring. And when I went to the Heart Conference, there was like these breakout sessions and one of the breakout sessions that I was actually put in was a session that Evie led. And Evie was talking all about productivity and just like different things like that. And I remember I was just like so blown away. I got so much out of it. I was like, like, furiously taking notes. It was amazing. And so when it came time to like inviting her on the show, I was like, I just want to take that experience that I had at the uh, conference and just like put that in my episode for my listeners because it was so freaking good and made me so inspired and excited to like, I don't know, like when I hear productivity stuff, I, I just want to like get back to work and like do all the things because it makes me so excited. So it's it's amazing, like seriously amazing. Um, so before we get into the episode, I just want to give a little bit of a shout out to anybody that might be a listener for a little bit now and might have gotten some good value out of this podcast. Listen, I would love it if you could write a re- review for me, like especially a five-star review for me if you really love it. Um, a written review helps me so much, especially as a podcast uh, host, to to put more content out for you guys and to actually keep showing up here. Um, This obviously is a free place for me to show up, but I love it and it's so worth it. And things like reviews really help me understand what you guys are connecting with and if you guys are connecting at all. And it also helps um, just give credibility to the podcast if anybody is not, if if anybody's a new listener and they're like, should we listen to the show? Um, And on top of that, it it actually really helps search engine ranking. So like um, if if you're trying Trying to rank for people searching for like a photography podcast or a creative business podcast or a mindset podcast, um, having reviews actually really helps the ranking because it shows the search engines that like, hey, people are liking your content and connecting with it. So if you wouldn't mind, I would love it if you could take like literally two minutes, just pause the episode and write me a review or do it at the end of the episode, whatever it takes. Um, I love it. Absolutely love it. So get a pen out, get a paper, get ready to take notes. Here comes Abby McLeod. Are you an aspiring creative entrepreneur or established small business owner with a fuel to pursue the things that light you up like nothing else? If so, you are in the right place, my friend. My name is Nathan Shansky, and I'm a photographer and photography business educator. On this podcast, I'm here to drop nothing less than weekly truckloads of business and marketing tips, mindset shifts, and transformative wisdom from my life and career to bring you into the highest potential self that God created you to be. I will see you right here each week and let's commit to learning, growing and achieving our goals together one bold step at a time. All right, Evie, welcome to the show. So good to have you here today.
1: Oh my gosh, Nate. I am so excited for this conversation and so honored to be here. So thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. So I was kind of telling you a little bit about this like beforehand. And um, one of the main reasons I want to have you on the show is just because you do so many things, obviously, and like multi-passionate entrepreneur, serial entrepreneur, all the things. But I do love specifically... Like when you talk about productivity, it's just one of the things that I think, you know, different people talk about different things that we connect with um, based yeah. on kind of like uh, the educator space that they're in. But like something that I find is so empowering that you talk about is productivity. So I'm so excited to get into this.
1: Yay, you know, it's my nerd language. So <laughs> <laughs> excuse me if I like ramble today.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. So for anybody that like doesn't know you, I'd love just like a little bit of background, personally, professionally, all the things and like, who's Evie? What does she do? And what is she about?
1: Yes. So I am uh, a wife to my best friend and love of my life, Landon. Uh, that's first and foremost, daughter of the king and wife and daughter and sister. Those are, those are my most important titles to me. And then on top of that, uh, I am an entrepreneur and I am a business owner and I run a few different businesses, um, forward-facing, so public businesses or brands. I run a business education company with a podcast, courses, conferences, all of that with my best friend, Lindsay Roman, and that's called The Heart University. Uh, And then I have my photography business, which is actually where I started in entrepreneurship was as a destination wedding photographer still do that a little bit, as well as a lot of business coaching and one-on-one, you know, training, time management, help, all of that. Uh, And that's just through my personal brand, Evelyn Grace. And then I have a sustainable and ethical swimwear, active swimwear company as well called Evie Swim. And then my husband and I have a couple of uh, more passive behind the scenes, not public revenue streams and businesses as well.
0: Mm -hmm. Awesome. And you're like, what? Like, Twenty three. I know I shouldn't <laughs> ask a woman their age.
1: No, I don't care at all. I am twenty four currently, and okay. twenty five in a few days. So probably by the time this airs, twenty five.
0: <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Well, happy early birthday. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you no, know, I just think that's so awesome that you are like so young and you've achieved so much, and I just think yeah. it is a testament to like. You have figured it out, and you, I mean, not everything. I'm sure you'd say, but still, like oh, yeah, no. <laughs> you've you've had to figure out how to be productive, and you've had yeah. to figure out like how to juggle these these things, and yeah. you've done it at a very young age, and so that's why it's like it's so freaking exciting just to like talk your ear off about all these things. Yeah, yeah, um, I love it. yeah absolutely. So I would love to talk like what is your journey with productivity? How did that begin for you? And like, where did it start becoming like a passion for you? Why did you even need it? Like, just where did where does that begin for Evie?
1: Yes. So I had three businesses by the time I was, I can't remember, I'd have to look at the dates, either 21 or 22. And that development of all of the things on my plate kind of forced my hand because naturally mm-hmm. my personality is very... All over the place, very unstructured. I do not do super well with structure, or Mm -hmm. at least I didn't used to. I used to hate it. I hated schedules. I hated timelines. I hated, you know, and to this day, I still hate being told what to do in some ways. I'm like, no, let me be free. And anytime I try to, you know, describe, what my brain and, and day-to-day looked like about, you know, three four five probably four or five years ago, the best verbal description I can give to you, the listeners right now is like, Bluh! like that yeah. was, my brain was just everywhere. Yeah. But as my businesses were growing, I realized this isn't going to work. And for sure. anyone on the, who's listening, who is familiar with the Enneagram, my Enneagram is a type seven. So very like, just loves going with emotions and pursuing what makes us happy and what make what we're feeling inspired with and not like numbers and analytics and, and schedules and structure. Mm -hmm. But I needed help. I was not only all over the place, but I was working, you know, 18 plus hours a a day, six days a week with just two businesses. And as I was starting, those were starting to grow significantly. And then I launched a third business. Don't ask me why, but I did. And (laughs) I just started realizing something has to change. And I began really diving into just the psychology of how does our human brain work? Mm -hmm. What actually motivates me to get stuff done? How can I structure my days and my workload and my workflow in such a way that I, when I sit down to work, I am crushing my to-do list and getting stuff done so that I can have more freedom in my actual free time. And that's what the biggest thing that kind of shocked me was I actually grew to love my structure and my productivity and my routines because it actually gives me so much more ability to fully be free. Mm -hmm. Because I felt like the structure was going to tie me down and cage me up and, you know, ruin any freedom that I felt or any happiness or joy. (laughs) But I actually realized that by, you know, not having structure, by playing hooky, by whatever it was, I felt this constant pressure and guilt behind my to-do list and behind... I always felt behind and I always felt like I wasn't doing enough and therefore my time off, I was never like very fulfilling. It was never restful. It was never satisfying and once I really began to press into productivity and lean into just that whole study and and changing my whole workload and and work lifestyle, it just I, I actually enjoy my free time significantly more. I have yeah. way more of it. I am have way more freedom in my life, and I'm getting way more done. So. That's yep. a short synopsis of, like, my journey with
0: that. Yeah, no, it totally makes sense. It's it's so hard for me to, like, <laughs> know what to ask, Evie, because I have so many freaking questions. <laughs> um, okay, let me start with this. <laughs> let me start with this one. So, like, let's say you, you talked about the Enneagram a little bit and about how, like, you test as a seven. And to me, like, I always think, okay... There are a lot of people who are much more like feelers rather than thinkers, and much more like unstructured rather than like maybe naturally structured. I don't know. Like, I I think maybe one of the reasons why I really resonate and pick up a lot on what you talk about in this kind of like area is because I resonate so much. Um, But, like, what do you think there's an importance to like knowing yourself in that way and to knowing? hey, am I more of a feeler or a thinker or am I more all over the place or am I more like naturally structured? Like, do you think knowing that about yourself is helpful?
1: Well, I mean, I think in general, the more self-aware you are, the more you know about yourself, the, the healthier you are as a human being. Yeah. When it comes to productivity, I think, yes, knowing what motivates you is definitely helpful. But at the same time, if somebody's naturally super structured, they're probably going to naturally love to-do lists and schedules and time blocking, you know, all of that. And somebody who's not naturally very structured is also going to need it and fall in love with it because it does create that freedom. So I don't know if I would say like, in order to start your own productivity journey and process, you should probably know where you land on the Enneagram or, you know, you should know how your brain works. I think, it's it might be helpful for sure but at the end of the day we're all kind of working towards the same end goal of yep. getting more done and having more time to also live our life and to feel that like confidence and and freedom and peace of i know what i'm doing and i'm getting the right things done at the right time and yep. my time alone is is good on its own. So I don't know if that answers the question. I'm kind of like, yeah, it's helpful as a human being in in general, but I don't feel like when it comes to productivity, that's like the first step. You must know where your brain works in order to proceed.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, you answered it perfectly. I think for me, I just like, once I established to myself a little bit like, like, hey, at your, you know, kind of at your natural state, here's some of the, uh, <laughs> I don't know, like here's some of like the mechanics of yes. uh, what the Lord has given you or like what you were built as. And just kind of like knowing some of those can be helpful moving forward in uh, just like navigating certain things. But then, I, I, you know, to to the other side of it, I also think it's kind of like putting yourself in a box to be like, oh, I'm just— this. And like, this is the only thing I'm ever going to be. And so I have to like, you know what I'm saying? So again, I I, I guess it can kind of like go both ways. Yeah, I'd love to know just like, what's a typical Evie McLeod day? What, like, what is from like, start to finish? What did that even look like? And obviously it's probably going to fluctuate for you so much, but maybe like very generally speaking, Like what is like your, your daily, or you could do by weekly schedule, look like your work hours, like your morning routines, personal time, anything like that.
1: Oh my goodness. I could, (laughs) we could spend like 45 minutes just on this and discussing like structure. No, (laughs) I will. I will try to keep this very fast on a daily basis. Let me give just an overview. So, and I can go as deep as you want. So I'll give you an overview, Nate, and then you can follow up with questions if you want, or we can move on. Totally up to you. Um, so for me, my day on average, and it depends, you know, Thursdays are like a, a podcasting meeting day. So it looks totally different than like a a Tuesday, but, um, on average, my mornings start around like five 36 and then up until nine. A.M. That's my like morning routine. I usually have a workout, Jesus time, breakfast, and lately, since my husband and I moved like basically right on the beach, we have like morning beach walks and stuff like that. So those like three, three and a half hours of the morning are just for my morning routine, my my prep time, Mm
0: -hmm. and then
1: from nine to uh, typically like eleven is. Usually deep work time. So I'm I'm going deep on a task while my brain is fresh. I am creating uh, something for one of my companies. I am writing a bunch of you know blog posts or Instagram content or something that requires me to be like deep in on a task. From 11 to 12 usually is is emails checking Slack for my team something like that. And then noon is about lunchtime. So 11 to 12 or 12 to one somewhere around Mm -hmm. there is my lunchtime. And then from there to like two thirty three ish again, is deep work. And then depending on how I'm feeling then, my day will stop around 2 or 3. Or if I still have, you know, some energy and focus, I will... Or more to do on my to-do list, I will go and do shallow work. So more like emails, communication, um, you know approving stuff for my team, stuff that requires a little bit less mental focus for me mm-hmm. from like 2.30 or 3 to 4. And then usually 4 is kind of when I've stopped working now. So like 9 to 4 is my average work hours. Um, sometimes I'll go till 5. Depends on kind of that season. If I'm in a launch season, I'll go till 5. If I'm not, I stop work somewhere between like 2.30 and and 4.
0: Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And you juggle multiple businesses, like multiple, multiple, not like oh two, <laughs>
1: like
0: multiple. Um, how? <laughs> like I have just stepped into like the education business from the past year. And like I gotta be honest with you, it is a learning curve juggling yeah. multiple businesses. And I mean, for me, like I've kind of had to navigate what times are like dedicated to certain things. I would just love to know like private coaching call for Nate selfishly. What? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like what do, how? Like how does someone juggle those types of things?
1: Yes. Well, this gets me into one of my favorite topics which is list making. Um so the the short answer to your question is you know, and I've had people ask, "Do you you work certain days on certain businesses, and I mean, I, that works for some people. I'm I do not say that that's like no, that's not the, the route you should go. That just doesn't work for my brain, and especially okay. I think having multiple like four different companies that require time and energy, usually at least a couple times a week. Um, I I do best with having a prioritized list, knowing what is prioritize that week, regardless of what business umbrella it falls under. Like what is most important, no matter what business it belongs to, what do I need to get done this week period? Um, So it's not like I'm assigning it a day of the week necessarily. Like Tuesdays is for every swim and Wednesdays is for the heart. Like I don't do that. I use my four list system that I've just kind of built out over the last five years and it works really well for me. And I've seen it work really well for some of my students, but in any of these productivity conversations, everyone does work differently and what really really works for me might need to be tweaked for somebody else or totally different for somebody else yeah um but I have a four list system that my I'm gonna just break it down super quickly but my biggest like picture it kind of like is like a stair step level so at the top rung um the big picture is like my yearly or quarterly goals these are like what am I actually working towards and I revisit that. It's typically, at least once a week, kind of when I'm planning out my my week and going through my lists and everything, I'm looking at that list and understanding, okay, this launch is coming up and this new product release is happening, and you know this is the big like yearly income goal that we're working towards, or this is the quarterly goal that we're working towards, or whatever mm-hmm. that is. So that my to dos each day are in line with those big goals because I think mm-hmm. it's very easy for us to. Just, I don't even like sit down and be like, "Oh yes, this is the best task I could be doing." Answering a hundred DMs mm-hmm. is that actually the most important? And I am a big fan mm-hmm. of answering DMs. I think that's a big part of like marketing and connection and client communication and interaction. But it we're just we fill in our days with busy work without realizing the big goal. So that's what that Mm -hmm. list is for, is understanding and keeping your your eye on the target, basically. The next list is my weekly prioritized list, um, which is like, okay, based on these goals, these are the tasks that need to get done this week to move us towards that. Um, And then I should actually probably put my dump list as the next one. My dump list is like, any and every thought or to do in my brain goes on to this random notebook just in no particular order assigned yep. to no particular business. It is just to get it out of my head and onto paper to make sure it doesn't get lost or missed or forgotten. And some people call it, I heard somebody call it once, the uh, parking lot list. And I was like, that's really cute because that's <laughs> what it is. It's like, if you have 100,000 cars, you need someplace to park them and like right. make sure that they're not just driving around town by themselves, which is what our thoughts do and to do in our brains, just like run wild until we get them down on paper. Um, So my dump list is what I reference plus my big picture list when I'm going to create my weekly prioritized list and knowing this is most important for Evie Swim, for the Heart University, for Evelyn Grace. Um, And then my daily prioritize list works off of my weekly list. And this is like, okay, this is most important for the next five days. Now this is most important today. And I'm going to accomplish these today because the due dates are coming up or, or whatnot. So for me, juggling multiple businesses, that is key for me. I have to have everything written down on paper. I have to be able to know the deadlines, know the due dates and know the importance of moving me towards the actual goal instead of just sitting down and being like, okay, what do I want to do today? You know, what mm-hmm. business do I want to work on today or anything like that. There are weeks when I won't even touch Evie Swim and there's weeks when, you know, all I'm doing is Evie Swim and it, it, that's based on the importance of that business in that week, we're moving towards those particular goals. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: I don't know if that answered that question. <laughs> no, it
0: does. It really does. And it's a multi-layered question. So it's yeah. it's hard to fit all in. But I will say, here's a question, like small one. Do you schedule everything in terms of like, like, are you, do you know what August is for you? Like by day, by hour? Or is that like, whoa, I do not go that far.
1: Um, I, I know... Like a month ahead, I have an idea of more of the big picture. Like okay, here's, you know, there's this launch coming up for the Heart University. So a lot of my time is going to be spent in marketing and in creation of copy in, mm-hmm. con- you know, whatever. And I have a big event coming up for Evie Swim. So I know August is going to be like, I have a general idea of these tasks have to get done this is going to be my focus is these two brands. I'm not taking any new coaching students in August for Evelyn Grace because of that. So I have like a good picture and then I have certain things like scheduled in advance, like coaching students are on the calendar, podcasting days are on the calendar. Um, But beyond that, actually like down to the hour, like I will be approving this piece of content on Monday, 20 days from now, no. that quite. (laughs) that, That typically only gets put... Like that amount of detail only gets put on my calendar the Monday of that week. Sure. Sometimes like two weeks ahead, if it's like, if, if somebody, one of my team members throws something at me and says, hey, I need this, you know, uh, approved by the end of the month and it's the 15th, I might put it on my to-do list for the week of the 20th, mm-hmm. but I don't have it assigned to a day yet.
0: Interesting. Okay. That makes that makes sense. Man, I just have so many questions. Okay. <laughs> um, so if you were to kind of like, you know, we're talking so much about like productivity and we're, you know, talking like, you talk about discipline a lot. Yeah. What is your take on like, uh, if someone were to say to you, hey, I feel like discipline takes away my freedom mm-hmm. because I can't do what I want when I want. I can't go with my feelings. Or if someone were to say something like, you know, I'm just not finding the motivation and I just really need to get motivated and I need to find that motivation before I can actually like get to work or something like that. Just what would you say to that person?
1: Yes. Well, I think the first question of of discipline, people don't ask that question because I most people don't know we don't think in terms of discipline. We think in terms of motivation often. Yeah. Um, that's that's kind of how our brain has been wired and trained and conditioned via society. And the the verbiage that we often use is like, oh man, I feel so motivated today. Or somebody yeah. would be like, man, this person's so motivated and I love it. So I kind of want to touch on motivation and discipline will come from that. And then we can circle back to that first question. Mm-hmm. So m- motivation is a feeling, and discipline is a habit or like, like a muscle. And, and we often think looking at all these successful entrepreneurs, looking at, you know, these people that we look up to, we're like, man, they're so motivated. I guarantee they are not motivated half as much as you think they are. That doesn't mean that there isn't, spurts of motivation we all have spurts of motivation like Mm -hmm. you have spurts of motivation listening to this podcast right now i guarantee you can be like yeah i have moments where i'm just like yeah let's go we all have those however we also all have those moments where we're like i don't want to do shiz like, yep. I don't want to touch anything. I have no desire. Yep. We all have those moments. That's where discipline comes in. Motivation is nice. It's, you know, like the, the turbo boost on the car. But discipline is the gas that's actually going to run your vehicle day to day. And mm-hmm. the the motivation turbo boost is nice. It'll, it'll get you a little spurt and that's great. But if you don't have that mo- discipline muscle really trained in and you're working it day to day, Oh, life feels hard. And I can mm-hmm. say that from personal experience. It's hard and it's frustrating because those bursts don't actually get you that far. They they like will will spit you out a little, like a couple blocks, and then you just feel like you're sitting there for days on end until you get your next spurt and move another couple blocks. Yep. But self-discipline is the habit or the the routine of day after day, regardless of how you feel, putting in the work and showing up and accomplish, like taking one step forward, no matter how, like if you feel like walking that day or not, you're going to continue walking. And it takes work. And there are days when I am like, oh gosh, I don't want to do this. And that's not to say, I'm not trying to like portray or push like macho, you must work your butt off every day, like hustle, never, never rest. (laughs) But at the same time, on those days when, you know, you are sitting down to work and you're sitting in front of your laptop or your computer or whatever, and you're just like, man, I am not feeling this today. Having that discipline in place to continue to serve your clients or serve your customers and actually, you know, give them the energy to edit their wedding with hundred percent of you. Those are the days when discipline is just crucial. So yep. I think that's what a lot of people are confused between motivation and discipline. And they think that, Oh, in order to be successful, I must be motivated all the time. So mm-hmm. you have to work out the discipline muscle. So back to your original question of to the person if they feel like discipline is going to confine them, I was that person. I can raise my hand very high and say, (laughs) I was that person who felt that any structure, having any sort of, you know, block in my calendar that didn't allow me to have 100% control and freedom over my day to run off and do whatever I wanted, that it would ruin my life. Mm -hmm. I discovered that actually having discipline in my life allowed me to get more done in my businesses, therefore growing them bigger and and faster, as well as most importantly to to me, serving my clients above and beyond and Uh in deep with my clients and my customers and giving them an exceptional experience with me and exceptional results at the end. So not only did it help in my business, but then... I actually had a lot more time. I went from those 18-hour work days to now, I don't even know what it is, like seven hours, eight hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm getting probably three times as much done because I've worked that discipline muscle. That's not to say there aren't days when like, my discipline muscle feels like it's just a little ball of flubber. But <laughs> I I get more done and actually have way more time for the things that I love. I have time to launch a new brand or a new business. I have time to spend with my husband. I have time to take a month off this year. Well, a month and a half. I have time to like really just enjoy my life along with my business. And I think that's the encouragement to anyone who's feeling like, oh, structure is going to suck my life away, I'm going to become a robotic machine. It's like, no, you're going to become a powerhouse machine Mm -hmm. who gets your crap done quickly and well, and then has time for whatever else you want to do in life.
0: Hey, photographer. So if you're anything like me, editing photos to get that exact look you want in them can be a pain in the freaking butt. Am I resonating with you a little bit? Now, I've tried buying many presets out there to achieve my look, but could never find what I was looking for. And even the ones that I have tried and even like, most of them I don't even know how to ever like use or adjust them for my photos. So you know what I did? I just made my own photo presets called Amber Presets. I'm dead serious. I went all in and created six color presets in this pack, all based on very similar qualities that preserve timeless, true-to-life color while still giving that nostalgic, grainy, and creamy vibe we all adore from old film. The pack also comes with nine tweak presets that help you customize the presets for each photo, six adjustment brush presets to add that extra pop to your images, and three black and white presets. I cannot tell you how obsessed with them I am, so much so that I had to release them for you too. Now, it was important to me to put you in the driver's seat with these presets, I even give you over two hours of on-screen editing training explaining how to use them in Lightroom, a complete panel-by-panel breakdown of how I built them in Lightroom, and a massive watch-me-edit section where I edit tons of different photos with the presets. I want you to feel like the creator of these presets because of how much you can customize them, how much you know how to use them, and how they were created, and how they will enhance, not distract from the raw beauty of the images that you hook. So if, you know, you want to try them out on your own work, head to nathanchansky.co slash presets, or I'll put a link in the show notes. I'll make sure you can see those before and afters and get all the details in the landing page as well. Seriously, can't wait to see you using the amber presets on your photos. Exactly. And I, I think people forget that you are always serving somebody. I mean, not, not somebody. You are always serving something. So if yeah. you are not serving your discipline and you are not serving the goals that you have for yourself, then you're serving your feelings. And you're just oh. as much a slave to your feelings as you are a slave to the discipline. So why wouldn't you serve your goals and serve the thing? You know what I'm saying? Because people mm-hmm. always forget that fact, that like you're always serving. You know what yeah. I mean? So you're always re- you're always going towards something. So if your goals are to like sit in bed and have no structure and not, uh, you know, sustain your life, then, mm-hmm. you know, that's exactly how you get there. But if you want to actually reach those goals, you want to be the best version of yourself, you want to prioritize your potential, then mm-hmm. you want to make sure you are actually serving your discipline. Because again, it, it's it's one or the other. So yeah. if, if there's freedom in actually going towards the discipline. And like you said, you get your time back, you get your family back, um, and you actually find that, oh, I had way, way more time than I thought I had, you Absolutely. know?
1: Absolutely. Oh, that is a word, Nate. That needs to be a freaking quote. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're serving something, you get to choose.
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like, people don't people don't realize that. Yeah. Um, okay, so you kind of talked a little bit about uh, Landon and kind of like your time with him. So I want to talk a little bit, because you just got married in the past. <laughs> Year, yeah, And I would just like to know how, like, put it this way. I got married in 2020 and that was like, I had already been an entrepreneur at that point. And like moving in with my wife, cause we didn't live together before we were married. So like moving in with her, like our lives became one. Mm-hmm. And I remember there was definitely a little bit of friction at first. Um, just kind of like, Oh, okay we definitely we definitely have different lifestyles yeah. a little bit and um I like I kind of had this routine are you like why are you not <laughs> why are you not getting bored with this yeah. um just like different things like that but then you also like you want to respect your partner and you want to like you don't want to be like hey I have gotten to this level of I, I don't know like sophistication in my schedule <laughs> and so by default <laughs> you must be there too like come on like read this book that I just read <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying I don't know if you relate yep. to that in any way, but like if you do, I'd love to just hear like kind of how you navigated any of that.
1: Yes, I love this. This is cracking me up. It, well, I will say, I think Lynn and I actually have very similar lifestyle preferences, I guess if that makes sense. Yeah. Um he he gets up pretty early as well. He works out in the mornings as well. We have differences in in some things. But for the most part, I feel like our lifestyles actually meshed really well. And I wonder if part of that is because we dated for, for years and yeah. he, we just both knew, like he knew I got up really early and worked out and he kind of, he, once he left working, managing a restaurant, which was late hours, he began to kind of pivot into an early morning routine as well and fell in love yeah. with it. Um and we didn't live together prior to marriage either. So there was definitely, and there still is, um, some adjustment. I will say the one thing for me that has been the most difficult is continuing to get up early in the mornings when all I want to do is like cuddle my husband. Yeah. The long. No, like,
0: it's a thing.
1: That's been hard for me. Um, so I'm just, I we are almost at a year and we're like 11 months. So almost a year. And... I'm just really starting to like get back into a consistent like. I am getting up at five thirty or five or whatever every morning. Again, he is also like starting. He was getting up early and some mornings that I was like, "No, stay," and he was like, "No." (laughs) (laughs) um, But other than like that, I are we do separate things. We run, run one business together. Um, right now at, at this point in time, there will be more, but at this point in time, we only run one business together. So, and most of that is pretty passive. So there's not like he runs his own business and his own company. I run my own. And His schedule is his schedule, and my schedule is my schedule. And the only thing that we really try to do together is our free time together, like our mornings, like slow beach walks, and like our time off of work and evenings together or with friends or whatever. But during the day, I don't, he can do whatever routine he wants and whatever structure he wants, and I'll do what works for me. So,
0: yeah, no, I love that. I think that's like, and I think it's also just like a testament to the fact that, like, hey, find somebody that's, like, a good match for you. And, like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like I made it sound like Kayla was, like, the opposite of me or something. Yeah. No, no. She's so, she's so disciplined, and she's, like, incredible. And honestly, like, I think she's, like, frankly, oh, head and shoulders beyond me in certain areas like that. So to her credit, babe, if you're listening to this, I still love you. <laughs> um, But, yeah, no, I, I think it's interesting because I think sometimes... Um, I've just heard before as well, like people have been, you know, in my DMs or something, and they've been like, "Hey, like, I really want to make this like a priority in my life, but I feel like my spouse like doesn't really see the value in that or something like that." Mm -hmm. Um, And honestly, I think part of it too is just like it's patience, and and sometimes it's even like, and this sounds like kind of what you did a little bit was just by doing it. And just by being like, we're, I'm just going to do my thing and I'm not going to pigeonhole this, um, my partner into doing what I want to do. And like, maybe just as they watch me and like, they see like what's happening and like, they respect my values and you know, like kind of like my structure, they'll also see it and be like, Oh yeah, like I can implement some of that. And maybe like you can learn from them a little bit too. So yeah, I think it's kind of like a a good give and take. Um, yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean this to be like a marriage podcast. <laughs> here we are.
1: We love it, and that's a huge part for a lot of entrepreneurs. Like your marriage. Like I never want my business to come before my marriage, or my business yeah. to come before my husband. And so I think that's a really good question to have on, you know, a conversation around managing your time well. If you're yeah. married, or wanting to be married, or wanting to have kids, or anything like that, you know, that always needs to be in your mind: is how can I honor and love the people around me as well, and not just be super selfish and be like, no, my time, my business, Yeah, you know, this is all revolving around me. Like it's, it's not, you know, that's yeah. not a healthy perspective on loving and serving the other person. So I think that's a really good question to ask and I love it.
0: Yeah. So, okay. If you were to kind of like, okay, <laughs> this is such a small question, but if you were to like struggle to wake up in the mornings, do you have any or, or something like that? Yeah. Do you have like apps or like Journals or like little hacks here and there yeah. that you could like share with the audience because I know when I was at the heart conference and you shared some of those yeah. it was like so good.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm so glad. Sometimes I feel like some of those little things that work for me, I'm like, oh, this is laughable for other people, but I'm no, I mean
0: actually- it's awesome. It's transferable at the very least.
1: <laughs> good, I love it. Well, yes. Yeah, so for me, I use the sleep cycle alarm clock. And what that does is it it I set a wake up window. So within like 30 minutes and you can customize that time frame. But 30 minutes is what works best for me. So for example, if I'm trying to go to the gym and meet up with one of my gym buddies or friends at let's say I'm meeting her at 545, I am going to set my alarm for sometime between 430 and 5 a.m. So that I have time to get up, eat breakfast, get dressed, and then drive to the gym. And what that alarm clock does is wakes you up at the shallowest point in your REM cycle so that you actually feel the most alert. And I know it sounds shocking to be like, oh my gosh, you're willing to wake up 30 minutes earlier than you would actually necessarily need to. But actually waking up 30 minutes earlier sometimes or 20 minutes or it wakes you up anytime in that window. Yeah. It actually I feel way more alert because I'm not being pulled from that groggy deep REM sleep yes. that makes me feel like I'm trying to walk through jello. Like it it is yep. a game changer for me. That alarm clock is is huge and I love that. And then the other thing, I think this is one of the things you might be talking about from the conference Nate. This has worked really well for me is pushing past that like first resistance of wanting to wake up, which for me looks like I trick my brain by telling it, okay, you have to get up, like only one alarm. I do not snooze my alarm. That is a big thing for me. Um, But one alarm, you turn it off. I have to get up, put on my workout clothes, turn on a light if Landon's also getting up. If not, you know, still my flashlight or going into the bathroom and turning on the bathroom light and put on my workout clothes, put on a hype song that I can like dance to and get hyped to. And if at that point... I still want to go back to sleep, change back into my pajamas and get back into bed. I can. And 99% of the time... I do not actually want to get back in bed. I'm up, I'm ready. I've pushed past that initial like dread of crawling out of bed and then I'm ready to go. There Mm. are a couple of times in my life when I've done that where I'm actually like, you know what? No, I'm still falling asleep standing up. I am exhausted and my body needs more rest and then I will go back to bed and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with Mm -hmm. that. But that like tricking of your brain of being like, okay, all you have to do is take two minutes, get up, dressed, light on, music on, And then you can go back to bed if you want to. It's like easier to get actually out of bed. And then 90% of the time, like you are ready to go to the gym Mm -hmm. or work out or start your day at that point. So those are a couple of my favorites.
0: I love that. I feel like that's an atomic habits thing. I don't know if you've read that book. I have. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like I try to do that as much as possible, just like... The brain, I forgot what it's called, but yeah, something like brain tricking. And like for me, it's like a, a hot cup of something in the morning, or mm-hmm. it's like me making like a smoothie, yeah. or it's just like I'm just gonna get in a really hot shower. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. something that just makes you feel like. Okay, if I can get up and do that, like that's gonna be amazing. Like, don't make the first thing that you you have to do like respond to your emails. Like, ooh, yeah. that makes it so fun to get up. Oh. Um,
1: <laughs> nope, no, um, it does not.
0: <laughs> I love that. By the way, are there any good books that you could like recommend to people for yeah. like productivity stuff that you've? I know you're a book reader, so like give us yes. give us the juice. <laughs> yes,
1: there's so there's a handful that I've read. Um, some of them are hit and miss. Some of them I didn't resonate with me as much, but I've heard other people be like, this was life changing. So I'm just going to give your listeners a a list. Um, my like top favorite one when it comes to productivity that I reread about every year and is life changing. I love it is deep work by Cal Newport. That book is absolutely incredible for actually prioritizing your, your workload and what you're doing. And then essentialism is also a really good book. Um, I forget the author on that one. Uh, I would have to look it up. But Essentialism, it's like a white book with like a squiggly black line on it. (laughs) Um, The E-Myth Revisited by Michael E. Gerber, uh, 168 Hours by Laura Vanderkam, and When by Daniel Pink, and then Atomic Habits as well. So those are a handful of the ones that I recommend to my coaching students and to friends who ask. And um, there's good nuggets in all of those books. And then if you, this is also life-changing and kind of on the topic of productivity, but also not, if you do not have good sleep habits slash don't understand how sleep affects your brain and therefore what you can get done, uh, the book, Why We Sleep, is fascinating. Mm. It is a very like scientific, very long, thick book, but it is very intriguing and super cool. And it is a good reminder for a lot of us who are like, oh, sleep, I'll sleep, you know, five, six hours and that'll make me more productive. It's like, absolutely not. Anyways, those those are my books. Yeah, no,
0: and I think people forget that like, things as simple as sleeping
1: and eating. eating. (laughs) Okay.
0: Can I just go off on a little like Evie? I'm just going to say this. The reason I eat lunches these days is because of Evie. Like seriously, like I'm not (laughs) even kidding you because I used to just be so like, I don't know, like I'm working. I don't have time to go make myself food and I'm not like a, you know, pull open some packaged thing. Like my, my body does not
1: <laughs> do well
0: with that. So like I have to sit down and like cook, like put on my freaking apron and cook myself a whole shebang, okay? So yeah. what I do now is like I meal prep and I know that you said you did that at um the conference and I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, I'm all over that. Like why am I not doing this?" So I only major. Yeah. Like I only meal prep my lunches, but seriously, it makes such a difference. I've like gained like 15 pounds. I'm like praising the Lord. Uh, But seriously, it's so, it's so much nicer to just kind of have those healthy habits. Like, yeah, like sleeping and eating. And it's like, these are things that are at the core of our humanity. And if we're not, if we're not getting those right, Mm -hmm. it's going to permeate into every single thing we do. And it's going to make our energy so off for like what we, what we need to do. Um, And yeah, I love that. I definitely need to read Why We Sleep because like to me, that's the one that interests me the most because yeah. I just find like those types of things are actually like the key to so much um, mm-hmm. to just like outpours out of that. Also, E-Myth, love that book. That book oh, like changed so my freaking life. It's so um, good. Okay. So I, oh my goodness, I have a couple more questions. Hang in there with me. We go. Uh, <gasps> Um, so have you found that like, there's certain things that like people, I guess like people consistently get wrong with productivity or like major misconceptions around it or anything, anything like that that you kind of like want to myth bust or something?
1: I think the the first one that comes to mind is one we already talked about, which is the difference between motivation and discipline. And I think yes. when it comes to productivity, most of us think, oh, in order to be productive, I must feel motivated all the time. And it's like, no, that's not how it works. Yeah, So I already kind of talked about that, so I won't go into that one. The other one is that in order to desire to be productive and to manage your time really well, you are like becoming a workaholic or that your whole life will be spent at your desk and you have no life outside of it, that you're going to become like a drill sergeant, that, you know, there's no like fluctuation or, or flexibility in your work life. And that's all so inaccurate in my yeah. experience. Productivity and desiring to manage your time well is just the desire to make the best use of the hours that you have. And sure. for some people, you know, I coach a lot of young moms who have, you know maybe 2 to 2 to 4 hours a day between early mornings nap time or late at night somewhere in there they have a couple of hours that they're trying to do something you know like run run a business or something like that i'm not saying that in order to be a productive person you have to have 15 hours a day in mm-hmm. fact oftentimes being productive means that you're actually getting more done in less time so mm. i think that's yeah. the only other thing that i really noticed that people struggle with is this feeling of like, oh, in order to be productive, I have to give more of my time, energy, focus, life away to whatever it is, your business or whatnot. And I actually feel like it's the opposite. When you're being productive, you're giving less of all of your freedom, all of your energy, all of your time to your business and giving much more of it to your family, to your other pursuits, your hobbies, your passions, your kids, you know, whatever that is. And both are, are working very well hand in hand.
0: Yeah, I love that. Can I add a little bit to that?
1: Yes, please.
0: I You've probably read a book called The 4-Hour Workweek. I don't know if you liked yes. it or hated it.
1: <laughs> Mixed but, feelings.
0: Okay. Oh, I kind of want to know, but hold on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for me, what I got out of that mainly was just like we have the capacity for way more than we think we have. And we also, like our time... Has the capacity for way more than we think it has. Yeah. And I think sometimes we get so caught up in like thinking that something is gonna take way longer than it needs to.
1: Yeah. Because
0: A, there's no accountability, there may be no pressure, there may be no deadline. And so we're just like all over the place. Or we just like have the time and we're like, oh, well, if I have the time, I'm going to use it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the fact that like, it's like, okay, we have, Yeah, I think he says somewhere in the book, kind of like, oh, we have, you know, nine to five that we work five days a week. What if, like, the whoever invented that just decided that it was, like, Monday to Thursday, like, I don't know, 12 to four? You yeah. know we'd all get it done in that time. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, maybe, maybe not. But I'm just saying, like, in a way, there is something to be said about, like, analyze how long you actually need for each thing yeah and analyze the capacity you have for you know the time that you're given and then actually break that down and be like okay wait maybe i can fit more into this. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, like we've all been in that situation where we had that deadline that we're like, Oh my goodness, I can't, I don't know how I'm gonna get it done. And, I, and then you get it done. You do. Yep. And then it's amazing too. And you feel and like so, a badass. <laughs> exactly. And so, so like, it's I'm like, top of the world. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, I think sometimes we need to keep that in mind that our minds and our productivity has the potential for a lot more than maybe we give it credit for.
1: Oh, absolutely. There are scientific studies out there of, uh, which I, you may know this already, Nate, but if anyone in in your audience doesn't, there are scientific studies out there of giving people the same exact task and giving them two different timeframes. And one of them, I forget the exact numbers. I would have to go back. It's been a couple of years since I, read the study, but one of them was given something like a full week and the other one was given like a day and the people who were given a day accomplished it in a day. And those who were given a week took the entire week to accomplish it. And that's exactly for me, why I try like embrace structure so much and to-do lists and time within like my work hours and different things, because I'm limiting the amount of time I'm giving to my business and actually accomplishing more within that limited time as well.
0: Yep. Yep. Absolutely. I love it. Okay. Love so it. final, final question for you. Yes. Um, so unrelated, but just kind of like fun questions. So what's one thing in your business that you're super passionate about? And what's one thing personally that you're just super passionate about? Like right now could be, could be anything.
1: Oh, I love it. Okay. Um, in my business right now, I'm, I don't think I've actually ever publicly said this currently, but Oh, here we go. I, <laughs> I am. Really passionate about, okay, which this goes along perfectly with our topic. And I did not plan this. I actually didn't think about this question ahead of time. So you're getting just like the raw unfiltered <laughs> answer. It. Um, I'm really passionate about really shifting even my current workload to prepare for kids someday. And my husband and I aren't quite there yet. And this has always been in the back of my mind, always been part of why I've been so passionate about managing my time well and you know limiting my work hours and setting boundaries and building passive revenue streams and all of that. But I'm currently in the place where as, you know, I'm planning because I do plan like my my goals and my years, 12 to 18 months in advance. And as I'm planning the next 12 to 18 months, I'm really thinking through, okay, how can I shift myself even further out of my businesses so yep. that they can continue to grow and build without me? And that's getting me really excited, kind yeah. of like shifting around even my own role in my own business and like within my team and shifting their roles around. And it's a slow process, but it's, it's getting me really excited to... Continue to have my businesses grow and really serving more and more people better and better while I have the freedom eventually to be able to also be a full time stay at home mom. So
0: that's awesome. That's
1: what gets me excited on the business side. And I'm enjoying that shift and season. And then, personally, also, I guess, tied in with that, <laughs> this is none of it planned. Um, <laughs> I'm really passionate right now about female hormonal health. And I'm really enjoying taking my own like nutritional journey of like healing and balancing my hormones. Yeah. I used to deal with like bad cystic acne. I still like mm. am on that on that process, but it is light years better than what it used to be. And eating and fueling and nourishing my body really well so that I can give a hundred percent of me to my business and yeah. to my life and eventually be able to give a hundred percent of me my kids and have, you know, healthy pregnancies and healthy labor and deliveries and all of that. So Mm -hmm. that's just like something personally that I'm like thoroughly enjoying right now is just the nerding like out on the scientific side of that.
0: Yeah, that is so cool. I feel like... Both of those topics are topics that my wife talks about all the time.
1: I feel like Kayla and I would be best friends.
0: Honestly, probably. I was literally thinking. I was like, okay, and now we're launching into an entire new podcast episode about these topics.
1: Here we go. Bring Kayla on and she and I can just like talk about it all the time.
0: Real. So real. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. All right, Abby. Thank you so much. I honestly could talk your ear off about productivity all day. Drop the freaking course. Like, I don't know what it (laughs) is. is but like (laughs) like, it's so good and I think this topic is very helpful for a lot of people Um, it's funny because I was even telling you like people had been requesting me to do like an episode on productivity and I'm like I have to be honest I'm still like I've come a long way, but I'm still like, mu- still a work in progress in a lot uh, of senses. So same. it's just super cool <laughs> to have, well, I know we're all works in progress, right? Yes. But it's still super cool to have you on kind of just like sharing your expertise and your wisdom and all that good stuff.
1: Yay. Well, I love it. I It's changed my life and I just love sharing it with others. So I hope something that I said today stuck with at least one of your listeners and gave them, you know, a boost of inspiration or encouragement to, you know, find that balance and really be able to make the most of their time.
0: Yep. I'm 100% sure it did. All right, Evie. Thank you so much for coming on and I hope you have a great rest of your day.
1: Thanks for having me, Nate.